Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and neurospicy life coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. I cannot believe this is the last podcast episode for 2022. It's it's already here. The year is changing. And I love when the year changes. I am not a big fan of New Year's resolutions and kind of setting a bunch of unrealistic goals and setting yourself up for failure and then shaming yourself when you don't continue. Hate all of that. But what I do love is kind of this feeling of a fresh start, turning a corner and evaluating. So I, about half of the time, I'm evaluating the work I have done, and I use the other half of the time to set intentions for the work I still want to get done. And I think it does have to be a nice balance between those two. You don't want to be just constantly evaluating and picking apart what you did, but you also don't want to be ignoring what you did and not gleaning any of that wisdom or those lessons you may have learned from what you have done. So let's talk about 2022. This is how I kind of evaluate my years. I ask myself what worked this year, what didn't work, what do I need more of, what do I need less of, and what will I do differently heading into 2023? And I like to kind of complete the picture. So I like to put a bookend on the year and that comes with a lot of self-reflection, a lot of sitting down and asking myself just some insightful, useful questions that are going to serve me. And so I want to just maybe go over a couple of those questions with you, and then you can turn around and ask them to yourself and evaluate your own year before we you know, head into that whole planning the next year ahead. And so I like to start with what I had planned for this year. What did I intend for this year before it ever started? And the more practice you have, the easier and more smooth all of this gets. And that's exactly what I experienced this year. I had some big goals. I had some big intentions for 2022. Not only did I have personal milestones, but I'm also a new entrepreneur and I had a lot of business milestones I wanted to hit. And I did. And so it is, my friends, when you know how the mind works, when you know how the model works, this shit isn't hard. You remove all of the unnecessary stress, the unnecessary confusion from the equation, and life becomes so much more enjoyable. And you can actually enjoy the journey on the way to creating what you want. Unlike New Year's resolutions, it's not about getting to the destination where you have 20 pounds off of you or you have that new boyfriend you want. It's not about the destination in this work, the way I teach it. It really is about the journey, as cliche as that sounds. But the journey is where you experience your, your life. 
once you hit that destination, it's kind of immediately old news. It's like when you order something online, the best part of that experience is waiting for it to get here. It's the excitement of imagining having it. It's the anticipation of it arriving. It's that first unveiling or unboxing of what you're wanting and what you were so excited about. But really, if you think about it, the minute you have it, the minute it's here, it's kind of like, mm, that's boring now. So what we want to do is center our journey, our years, our experience on that exciting unfolding, on that compelling anchor in the future that pulls us forward so we're not getting caught in the drafts of our past. So we're not getting pulled back into shitty, helpless places where we feel powerless. We want to always be moving forward. And so I set some intentions to move me forward because I just like to enjoy my journey and I love that feeling of excitement and creating and anticipation. So I got married That's huge, right? I sometimes like, I'm like, whoa, that happened this year. It feels like forever ago, but also it was just in February. So that was huge. My husband and I, we we really crush it on the communication aspect, on the respect aspect of our relationship, and on it really being a partnership. We have our individual lives, but we nurture our partnership. So we nurture both of those things. He nurtures nurtures his individual life, his his friendships, his his business, right? Whatever fuels him apart from me, but then we also nurture our partnership and we keep those things separate so we can thrive, right? So we can be individuals who are 100% fulfilled and then come into that relationship full, right? And This is what I try to help my clients with, right? A lot of us were taught you need someone else to complete you. You need someone else to meet your needs. You need someone else to validate you and make you feel better. And I say, no, 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 no. You're sucking the life out of that relationship. You're putting too much pressure on another person when it is your responsibility to do those things. And so I think me being the one having these skills and tools Stephen takes to them so well, he learns so quickly, and we work together to practice them. So if that's you, if you have a partnership where you're not feeling sturdy individually and you feel like you're coming into the relationship with expectations, with I need this, I need this, I need this, that's not going to feel good. So you're going to want to come and get these skills and get these tools so you can have more fulfilling relationships. So that part really, so much of it is working well. And, you know, that's our personal business. So I won't put all that on blast, but we we regularly evaluate our relationship and we ask ourselves what's working, what's not working, what can we do differently? For business, that's what I really want to talk about because I want more people to understand that it's not just relationships you should feel more fulfilled in. It's every aspect of your life, especially career-wise. I think everyone should be in careers that light their souls on fire. You don't have to settle. You don't have to do the job you got your degree in because that's what you paid for and now you're stuck, right? I don't want you believing any of those lies. You can literally do whatever you want and I want you to st- if, if you're in a place where that feels impossible, just start here. Start with what would feel good, right? What, what do I do in my day that makes time disappear or makes time feel non-existent, right? 
Start by asking those simple questions and go listen to my vision board tutorial on my website for more information about that. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about was I decided I wanted to make X amount of money for 2022, 50K. And at this point in the month, I'm at like 45K. So I pretty much am like, well, a lot worked. A lot of how I decided to show up, take risks, fail, a lot did work. And I want to start with what works always, because if you start with what doesn't work, your brain will never come back around to find out what did work because the brain is always looking to find problems. It's always perceiving threats. And so if you don't intentionally decide to start with what worked, your brain will just ignore it and not glean the value from, from all that you're doing that is working. So this year I decided to take a lot of risks. I decided, all right, I'm going to get uncomfortable and make a ton of offers and put myself out there and let myself suck at all of this. If I need to, I'm going to make a bunch of free content on social media and on my free trainings once a month. I'm going to ask people if they want to come on a consult. I'm going to just show up even when it's uncomfortable, even when I make my failures mean, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. I'm going to keep going. So I had a really sturdy commitment before the year started. I planned for my obstacles. I planned on my brain getting in my way saying, you're not good enough. You should probably quit. This isn't working, right? Because of course, all that stuff came up. I made a financial goal for January and I just totally bombed, right? And that was like the hardest first step. You have to get through that first step of the initial failure and letting your brain kind of freak out, letting those emotions brush over you of disappointment and regret and rejection and fear and just not let them be reasons to stop. Not let them be an excuse for you to run back to your old ways and give up on what you want. Really, the first hurdle is the hardest and the rest of the way, once you know how to clear that first one, they all become so much easier. So January, I still had a pretty pretty good results. It's not like I made zero dollars, but of course, when we don't meet our expectations, we automatically want to make that mean we suck and we're not good enough. And so totally, that's what my brain did. And I kept going because I was prepared. I was planning for it and I had support and coaching and help from peers. And, you know, I'm plugged in a, into a community that has thought work. If you're not plugged into a community that's using thought work and if you don't have a place to talk about things like, hey, your thoughts cause your emotions, then I really encourage you to reach out to me and and book a consult and let's get this community growing because it's so vital to your growth and the longevity of your compelling desires that you have support somehow, some way. So next thing I did this year was I wanted to go full-time in my business. And this was by far the scariest piece. I I want you to know that I my first quarter of my business was by far the most successful. And I think a lot of that is attributed to I was working full-time at my other job and doing both. 
And the minute I got to a point where I was like, I could very easily leave my job and go full time. It was like my whole illusion, my whole identity of what security meant to me came crashing down. And I knew this would be tough. Um, And so if I'm looking at what worked in that process, what worked was just, I just kept showing up. I kept getting support and I let it be uncomfortable. I didn't bail. I didn't quit. I didn't run back to my cave and my safety and my day job. The minute I got scared, I kept with it. I committed to my decision. But what didn't work was, oh man, a lot didn't work in this. Um, you know, I, I had to, actually, I guess this is kind of what worked. I had to dive deep into my story of what security meant. And so actually all of that was really useful. It it did serve me. I guess I want to say it didn't work because it felt so terrible, but that actually doesn't mean it's not working. That means it is working. So I'll correct myself there. It did work. I I dove into my story about security, about financials, about what it means to be safe. And I uncovered a lot of ick there. But I think what I I did do is I made it mean because I had such layers of thick, murky stories to go through. I made that mean something's gone wrong. I'm not where I should be. It should have been easier. It should have looked differently. That's what I, that's what didn't work, right? Anytime we're diving deep into growth and expanding ourselves intentionally, it's going to get sticky and messy. It's going to be hard. But The only thing that doesn't work about that is when we make it mean it shouldn't be hard or when we make it mean I should be having different results while I'm navigating these subconscious stories. And so I did do that. I I really started to be hard on myself. I started to beat myself up a bit, stress myself out. And then I started to think that my actions create my thoughts and feelings, which is backwards, right? Our thoughts create our feelings, which create our actions. And so I got a little lost there, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. The only important piece is that we come back to to what we know, and we come back to being willing to learning how to support ourselves, have our own back, and rebuild that trust no matter how many times you broke it. So it's been a huge year for my life coaching business, for my personal life, And there's a lot to celebrate. And going forward, I think closing out this year, what I'm really reflecting on is how I made my intentions, right? How I decided how many clients I want or the content I want to put out there. And a lot of it was messy. A lot of it was coming from a place of like fear and like, oh, I got to make this work. And And so switching gears into next year, having this little time before the new year to reflect and just make these upcoming decisions, I'm deciding I want to use a whole lot less fear in my decision-making process. I'm deciding I want to bring in more faith. And I am not a religious person. I have a lot of thoughts about dogmatic religion and their, you know in cahoots with politics and it's all kind of fucked up. But my God, my friend, I have a lot of faith. I'm very spiritual. I'm very trusting. You know, what I call God God is 
what I call the universe. It's what I call reality. It's what I call truth. I use all of those words interchangeably. And I like to have my awareness of God influence my my business, right? I don't want to keep them separate. And I think a part of how I showed up this year is I did. I tried to just use my intellect and logic when I approached my business. And so moving forward, I want to approach my business from a place of faith and trust. And so more on that later, I think I really want to highlight that that's more of my niche and more of my jam is is spirituality, is faith, is believing that things will work out even when you have no evidence. And so I want to tread really lightly around these topics, but I'm also like, I I don't want to just keep tiptoeing around them and never touching on them. I want to tread lightly because I don't want you to confuse what I'm saying with rigid religious rules uh, that cultivate shame and guilt and manipulation. And honestly, sometimes just this toxic positivity bypassing bullshit that I don't want to perpetuate. So I want to be really clear with how I use words like faith and trust and spirituality. And it's going to take time to define all of that for you. But I think that is my work moving forward into 2023 is I'm going to define it. I'm going to talk about it more. I'm going to share what I really think about what spirituality is, what God is, and how we can increase faith in our life in a clean way, right? In a way where we're not caught up in dogma or caught up in divisive politics or caught up in old ass ancient rules that are made up to manipulate us and keep us disconnected. The irony with most religions is they disconnect you from your true spirit, your true intuition, your true connection to God, and they keep you submissive to their doctrine and their control. And this is intentionally being done to sway your vote, to sway the way you believe our politics and our government works. And it's really icky. And so I've deconstructed a lot of that in my personal life and I'm ready to share it. I I remember being a person who really appreciated a good sermon, a good worship sesh, a good faith building exercise. Like I loved all of that, but I couldn't bear the, the terrible what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocrisy in the church that was providing sermons and stuff like that. So I just, I just learned how to provide my own. I learned how to create my own place of worship, my own connection to God and my own exercises that keep me connected to spirit. And for all my clients, I think for the most part, they know there's a divine element to this work. They're, they know there's a divine element to our one-on-one connection It's just apparent. It's like the timing of our lessons are always perfect. Or I'll randomly use an example that meets the criteria of their personal example. And they'll be like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And whether we explicitly say it or not, we just know that there's like a spiritual element to our work together. And when two people are gathered together, man, we can fucking change the world. So I want that to be the foundation I build off of moving forward. And I I want to stop pretending like 
it's not a vital vital pillar in my work and in my business and I just want to share with more people like hey I'm spiritual I have a lot of faith and belief and trust and I can teach you how to have a lot of it too if that's what you want Um, and if you are religious or are not religious it doesn't matter I've coached a lot of people who are religious and they might still have dogmatic beliefs but that doesn't stop me from helping them that's that's all on them. They get to choose what they believe. As a coach, I'm never trying to convince someone to change their beliefs, which I think is the opposite of what religious people do. They really, really feel self-righteous in what they believe and try to force it on people. And I'm over here like, you don't got to believe what I believe, but I can help you. And I just want you to have more faith and more, more trust and more good expectations for what's to come. So That is a very simple roundup of my evaluation of 2022 and my intentions for 2023, but I will probably end it there today because I still have a lot of reflecting to do and a lot of planning to do for 2023 and none of that is fresh in my brain yet because I am taken just a couple days to myself to not do any work and relax in what I've created and appreciate what I've created and feel proud of myself and just take it all in, right? We never want to rush past these moments of of realizing goals we set, right? I think our brain really likes to do that. It likes to be like, That was okay, but let's keep going because we're still racing to prove our worth, right? So hip, hip, hurry up, let's go, chop, chop. And I think that in of itself is important to be caught and to question because we're not proving our worth. We're not in a race. We're not rushing to get to a better, more worthy place. And I think it's so important to remember that you're worthy along every step of your journey And celebrate what your mind created. Celebrate how you showed up. Celebrate your failures. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate yourself because this life goes by in the blink of an eye and we really want to be present for it. And I think this process of goal setting and intention setting is what makes space for us to do that. Without a goal anchoring us into a future and compelling us forward, it's so easy to get caught up in fear. It's so easy to stress out about the past or worry about the future. And I'm saying that's no fun. You don't have to keep choosing that. So if you're wanting to to learn this work, if you're wanting to learn how to anchor yourself in the future instead of living in your past, then I encourage you to come get curious and come check out my work, check out my program and be willing to to do this tedious mind work, which will affect the way you experience your life moving forward. Uh, It will literally have you feeling in control of your life instead of out of control, instead of helpless to your circumstances. So if you want to do things like decide on how much money you want to make and then go make it. If you want to do things like have a fulfilling, intentional relationship and you want to go create it, you have to know how to do that work ahead of time before you go out and take action. 
if you want to switch up your career and find something more fulfilling, please know anything is possible, right? If you want more spirituality, more community connection, more more worship and prayer, then maybe we can talk about that together too sometimes because what I'm thinking for 2023, the word that keeps coming to my brain is community and kind of building less one-on-one, right? Obviously that will be a factor of my business, but more community, meaning more than just two people gathered. We want to start building a close-knit community of like-minded people that have these tools and have goals that aren't just impacting our own lives, our own circles, but they're really reaching out farther into the greater good, right? Protecting our land and our planet, protecting human rights, and getting rid of this divide and conquer mindset that our world seems to be living in. It really starts with the individual. So we are those individuals and we're better together. We're here to help each other out. So I hope you have a beautiful and happy new year. Take some time to reflect and evaluate, not to judge yourself, not to shame yourself, but to get curious with yourself and why you're creating the results you're creating. And after you do that, move forward and ask yourself earnestly, what do you want to create? What are your intentions for the year ahead? How are you going to meet your challenges and prepare for them? I want you to know you're capable of so much more than your fear, than your ego can fathom. And anything is possible for you. So if you don't have someone in your ear telling you that already, then come hang out with me because I'm never going to stop telling you that. All right. I love you guys. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself and on fire for your life again. Go to aliciaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call and I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.